Hey, 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 welcome to another Pastor Duke podcast coming to you for the very first time from my new studio in Rock Hill, South Carolina. We left the Soviet uh, Republic of New York, moved back to America here in South Carolina. We're loving it, getting settled into our new house. My wife gets a brand new house. It's two years old. We love it. She gets a new house. I get a chicken coop, brand new chicken coop in the backyard. But we're excited to be here uh, heading out this weekend to go to Trufant, Michigan for a hippie Jesus camp out thing. A thousand people would gather to be Woodstock too for me. I can't wait. Overtly Christian group trying to win old hippies to the Lord and bring hippie wannabes to Jesus, preaching there Friday and Saturday, heading down to Wheelersburg, Ohio, to speak at Shawnee Hills Baptist Church Sunday morning, Sunday night, do their family camp Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Can't wait. Uh, Man, preaching is my thing. Today, do my first podcast out of uh, Rock Hill, South Carolina. Excited about it, of course. Um, I call the podcast today, What to Expect Next, as you already know, we're living in a pretty complicated world and it's not getting any simpler. The Bible says, Jesus said of these last days that things will be so complicated that, quote, men's hearts will be failing them for fear and looking after those things that are coming upon the earth. Well, that's for those who reject Jesus. Those of us who know the Lord Jesus, he would say to us, fear not. I am with you. And he laid out in his word, his eternal word, uh, exactly what to expect. I look in the Old Testament and I see one of my favorite verses from the book of uh, Second Chronicles, I believe it is. God commended the men of Issachar for they understood their times and they knew what to do. Second Chronicles 12, 32. There is no reason why we cannot be the same biblically enlightened people in our day. We have the infallible written word of God. We have the enlightening of the Holy Ghost. We have the historic realities proving the prophetic accuracy of Scripture. And we have near instant access to world events almost as they unfold. With due diligence, any true student of Scripture can gain the prophetic plan God chose to lay out long ago. The prophet Isaiah wrote, I think it's like five times, that God has told us before it happens. Jesus kind of said the same thing. Behold, I tell you, before it happens, we'd ask the question, why? So that when you see these things happen, you'll know what is happening. The prophetic plan of the ages was given out long ago, a God timeline. So you and I, knowing the scripture first and then watching what's happening in the world about us, can be keenly aware of where, just about, not exactly, where we are on the God timeline. Now, we know Jesus said this way, nobody knows the day or the hour, but he said, when you begin to see these things come to pass, know ye 
that my coming is near. I think he wants us to keep our ear to the rail, as it were. I think he wants us to be watchmen on the wall, to be as those men of Issachar who understood their times, know what is happening. Not that we are called to stop the rise of the Antichrist in the last day scenario. No, 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 no. But that we can understand it. We can watch it unfold. We can personally be ready for it. And most of all, that we can use the knowledge of scripture, the knowledge of what is happening, which is freaking out a lot of people, we can use it to point them to Jesus. I don't believe it's going to be a political save. I don't believe it's going to be the Republican Party or the Patriot Movement's going to save us. Uh, I think it's a, a, a man named Jesus. That, that, that man on the middle cross is the one I'm trusting in. He laid it all out in the past, what to expect. And so that's the title of our podcast today, What to Expect. Biblically, there's probably a reason why God put 10,365 prophecies in the scriptures. He wants us to understand the divine plan for humanity. He wants us to see our place on the eternal timeline. I believe Jesus would tell us in our day, as he did to those who sought him in his day, fear not. It is clear that in the time of the end, dangerous times will come, 2 Timothy uh, 3.1. So perilous times, dangerous, same thing. But the promise given through David in the Psalms was this, and it still stands. I've been young and I've been old, but I have not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread, Psalm 37.25. I bring that up because... It is a little scary. You know, you talk about the collapse of the U.S. dollar. We talk about a centralization of power, and we talk about heads rolling in the book of Revelation. It, it, it can be intimidating, but the more you know, the less you'll fear. Shame on us if we hide our faces in the sand and pay no attention to the unfolding of biblical times. I devote 7% of my podcast to help my listeners to have a clear biblical picture of the prophetic times. It's pure joy for me to help you to understand uh, these things unfolding. No one knows the day or the hour, of course. But we're seeing these things unfolding, and it's exciting to me. And again, it does make me a little bit nervous, not for me, not even so much for my kids, but I have eight lovely grandchildren. I'd love to tell you about each one of them someday. This podcast is a projection from the biblical outline, what to expect. I'm not a prophet. Uh, The last prophet I have any confidence in is John the Revelator. Uh, I believe God gave us everything we need in the written word of God. Revelation 22, 18 and 19 warns us not to add anything or to take anything away from the written word of God. I don't need someone's dreams to try to figure this all out. I don't need Mohammed to come along 500 years after Christ to, to clarify things for me. So... On the authority of the word of God, the prophecies scream to us what to expect. When you use common sense uh, in Revelation chapter 13, it makes it crystal clear that there is an unelected world dictator will one day be sitting on a temporary, oh, I love that, temporary throne in the city of Jerusalem, the holy city, the capital of the world. We call this evil despot the Antichrist. 
That is a lock. It's going to be a reality one day. God, in his holy sovereignty, tells us what he will allow. Oh, that's huge. God is sovereign. He's going to allow Satan to run his course. He's going to allow the devil to do, in these last days, this course. Our calling is not to stop it, but to warn people to be ready for our Lord's return. And so all of that that I give you, all that I give you um, always on the prophetic things is just to prepare our hearts, to enlighten us, that we can share comforting truth to people who are bewildered and they have no clue what's going on or why. So from the prophetic text, what should we expect to see in our world as the horrific day of, of the Antichrist approaches? Number one, I would expect to see in every nation a growing centralization of power. I'm going to say that again. A growing centralization of power. I would expect national sovereignties to be challenged by the United Nations mandates, the World Health Organization mandates. I would expect a digital global currency. We're hearing that in the news even as we speak, that all authority would be giving in reference to health issues, pandemics to the World Health Organization, wherein national sovereignties die. They would be rogue states and they would not qualify for any support. It will be hoarding everybody, hurting everybody into a one world dominated uh, organization, one world plan. And it's happening as we speak. I would expect the U.S. dollar and all other currencies to inflate away into nothingness. I would expect local school boards and state school commissions to lose power to the National Education Association, the NEA. So by way of application of prophetic fulfillment, the Ohio father who confronted the Columbus Academy private school board concerning the insane teaching of critical race theory and perverted sex education to his grammar school children, I was not surprised. I would expect that he would be silenced. The Biden administration Department of Justice went after him and his family to intimidate them and if necessary to indict them where all their financial means will be taken away to legally defend themselves against a tyrannical government. In other words, to intimidate them and all other concerned parents to silence their voice. That doesn't surprise me, knowing what to biblically expect. It's just the fleshing out of everything the scriptures tell us shall be centralization of control. The school board member sat expressionlessly as this father passionately and articulately stood on his former parental right to uh, control what his children were being taught in the school. That's how it's always been, but it's not how it is today. The school board members were like zombies. They were bound in their own fear of state and national mandates, which would put the school board members in contempt 
if they adhered to the voice of the parents who are paying the bills at that private school. If they don't bow to the mandate, they know funding will be cut immediately. They themselves would be in contempt of, of these mandates, and that would bring them also under the uh, thumb of rebellion, uh, under the force of the NEA, even if it's a private school. And so they just sit back in fear and let the powers be dominate them. I'm telling you, folks, this is beyond politics. These are demonic forces that are driving everything toward centralization of power and ultimately into what George Bush, the elder, first called the New World Order. And Joe Biden said in his bumbling speech last year, America must lead the way into the New World Order, unquote. Any of you remember the rock group Steppenwolf, 1971, when they sang, there's a monster on the loose and has our heads into a noose, and he stands there watching. The monster is Satan himself demonically driving the direction of most everything into his ultimate dream of world control. We see it everywhere. So are you connecting the dots? Biblically understanding where it's all going, where it's all going to land. We can see it all being biblically fulfilled right before our eyes, right down to the local school boards, right down to the vaccinations they require for our kids to go to school. The exact same scenario has unfolded for farmers all over the world, the global Paris Climate Treaty, which sounds so good, uh, supersedes national sovereignty. And now, by way of application, European farmers and now even American farmers cannot get the chemical fertilizers they need. You know, uh, keep the nitrogen levels low to save the planet from all the people. You know, understand from the agenda 2030, right off of their webpage, their desires is to reduce uh, human population from the 8 billion, which we just reached this uh, a, a matter of a month or two ago, to a sustainable 500 million. My friends, when I preached this 30 years ago, I was called a conspiracy theorist. Well, um, the conspiracy turns out to be a reality. You see, this isn't something that myself or other biblical uh, prophetic teachers are conjuring up. It's just listening to what they say. It's going to their webpage and pulling it down. Just a lot of people don't want to hear it. It's frightening to people if you don't have the, the complete biblical uh, scenario. And so in order to just feel better about it, they just choose to be ignorant of it all and hope for the best. And I promise you, it will not be the best that is coming down the pike. So what they used to call conspiracy theories a few years back is today's reality. It's unfolding just like they said. Jesus warned us that in the last days there will be famines, earthquakes, and pestilence. I'll focus for a few moments now uh, on the famine part of that phrase, uh, of that phraseology, the famines. 
Historically, nearly all famines were weather-related, droughts, too much rain, uh, floods, dryness, or war-related famines. Uh, No crops can be planted and gathered and harvested in war zones. We're seeing that in Ukraine today, which has greatly put a dent in the world food production, even as we speak. We couple that with the realities uh, just uh, a month ago that the world population reached 8 billion. At the time of Jesus, a world population was only 250 million. It was the year 1830 AD when world population hit 1 billion. All those thousands of years, evolutionists would say millions of years to reach 1 billion. But it was only 100 years later, the year 1930, world population reached 2 billion. Fossil fuels and modern farming techniques are allowing for huge exponential increase in food production and allowance for population to explode. Only 30 years later, it took all those thousands of years to get 1 billion, only took 30 years to go from 2 to 3 billion. Only 15 years to go from 3 billion to 4 billion as we fast forward another uh, 40 years. Now we've doubled that up to 8 billion people. This is what is called in mathematics exponential growth. The globalist elites use this fact to frame out their new world order plans and justify their plans on how to save the planet from the people whom God commanded to be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. We see polar opposite worldviews clashing right in our face. The World Economic Forum President Klaus Schwab calls the world populace useless eaters, except, of course, for the elite at the top. All the rest of us, useless eaters, whom they plan, quote, to systematically eliminate through controlled famines, regional wars, and pandemics, right straight from his book called The Great Reset, The Fourth Industrial Revolution. Listen to his science guy, Yuval Noah Harari, Yuval, Y-U-V-A-L, you need to Google this guy up, listen to what he has to say, it'll freak you out, but it'll affirm that the scriptures know what they're talking about, evil is intense, Yuval Noah, last name Harari, H-A-R-R-A-R-I, listen to him planning out the population's 800 square foot apartments in high rise, buildings in smart cities, where you'll own nothing, and Klaus Schwab says you'll be happy. It's going to take a lot of drugs to make people happy under those conditions. My wife and I traveled to Romania a few years back and saw those high-rise buildings, and I would say not smart cities, in their uh, little 800-foot uh, apartments. Let me tell you, they were drab, and uh, just it just like emaciated the people mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And thank God that Ceausescu was uh, removed from office uh, uh, in a rather dramatic and violent way. And freedom came to Romania and they began to prosper once again. Well, the World Health Organization, the World Economic Forum, they are planning to eliminate cars, uh, moving everything to mass transit. 
And uh, those futuristic smart cities they've been talking about for a number of years now are actually popping up in different Western countries even as I speak. The futuristic novels and mad scientist B-movies of my youth are now in your face reality. Just this month, July 2023, the Biden and administration along with fed chairman jerome powell unfolded the new digital dollar with plans to eliminate cash altogether as soon as possible this my friends is the cashless society of antichrist that we read about in revelation 13 it's coming onto the world scene like a freight train today it's a digital dollar tomorrow it will be the personal digital id and finally the mark of the beast written about 2000 years ago by john the revelator on the island of patmos we call it revelation chapter 13 verse 16 through 18. Back to the famines for a moment. Why would Bill Gates and the Chinese Communist Party be buying up hundreds of thousands of prime U.S. farmlands and putting them out of production? Why would our U.S. Department of Agriculture allow such insanity with a growing global populace? Why would they allow that unless they are perhaps teamed together? I would ask, is that a dink or is that a plan? My reasoning would say it's not a dink. The United Nations Agenda 2030, their team, they plan to reduce the population from the 8 billion to 500 million. You know, they call it sustainable growth. Isn't that a beautiful title? It was sustainable growth. We all would be for that. But they kind of leave out the elimination of 7.5 billion people. How's that going to happen? Well, Klaus Schwab spells that out in his book. Get it. Read it. He's not kidding. And it's almost here. Farmlands left fallow will produce a man-made famine. Is that what Jesus was talking about? There should be famines, earthquakes, and pestilence? Is this what will allow the globalist depopulation plans to be fulfilled? Well, it is happening. It is reality. When I preached all this 40 years ago, they called me a conspiracy guy. Well, it's all proven to be true, not because I was a prophet, but I read the prophets. I listened to Jesus. I took it literally, and I made application. And what is happening before us only is the hand of reality fitting into the glove of prophecy. So now... Uh, they call me an alarmist. You're just an alarmist. You're trying to scare people. No, I just want people to be aware of what Jesus said. I want them to know what these globalist elite are saying and doing. And it's all the same story written out long ago by Christ and his prophets. I'm not an alarmist. I like to call myself a watchman on the wall. I want to be like the men of Issachar who understood their times and know what to do and warn people what to expect. I know what will be happening next because Jesus and his prophets told us so. So when you see all these things unfolding, it's not hard to connect the dots. Even Joe Biden warned us just last year, famine is coming Living in America is, I, I'm comforted a little bit by this, but it's the safest food place to be. 
whereas the third world countries are in grave danger even as we speak. Huge problems in Africa, huge problems in pockets of Asia concerning just the basic foods needed. It's going to get ugly uh, soon. I want to focus now on another word Jesus spoke uh, in that Matthew 24 Olivet Discourse. He used the word pestilence. It's the Greek word loimus, which means the disease. Primary meaning of the word loimus is malignancy, cancer. Secondary meaning is insect infestations. This all dovetails together when you look at the science of these words and our food realities today. Malignancy, cancer, is a relatively new disease in medical history. Its major cause is toxic invasion of our food, water, atmosphere, and many scientists are suggesting the electromagnetic bombardment upon human race unknown to former generations. All of these electromagnetic things and uh, microwaves and 5G and everything else that we are being bombarded. I'm not sure human brain tissue was uh, created by God to face these kinds of contamination and attack. Another question arises concerning the toxicity of 73 nearly mandated vaccines forced upon our children. One of the reasons we left New York along with three young grandchildren who just are not going to get all 73. We're not anti-vaxxers. We are just cautious vaxxers. We want to know what's in the vaccines before that we put them into our children or grandchildren's bodies. What I find extremely interesting now, there's no debate. (laughs) To quote Biden, there's no debate. (laughs) It's not allowed. The sacred cow topics. You can't talk about vaccines. You can't can't talk about... uh, Uh, what the American Medical Association is up to next. They will label you. They will silence you. They will fire you. They will unfund you. They will litigate against you when you disagree with their mandates. Uh, Their mandated medical agenda is becoming totalitarian. You can't disagree with them. COVID brought all of this stuff to light like never before. Just ask Robert F. Kennedy Jr. running for the presidency on the Democratic ticket. How cool is that? He's, I would say he is to the Democrats what Trump was to the Republicans. I don't know where he stands on a lot of stuff, but let me tell you, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is the real deal, and I know he agrees with me on a whole lot more than he disagrees. So it's going to be interesting to see how that all unfolds, but he has been on the forefront of questioning the vaccine movement long before COVID, and he's uh, done a lot of study on the toxicity of all of these vaccines and the effect it's had upon our children, the effect that these things have had in reference to cancer uh, uh, growing at an alarming rate, the various toxicities uh, from those vaccines, from uh, the foods that we eat, the genetically modified foods, uh, the chemical uh, farming, replacing organic farming, 
chemical preservatives in our food, chemical fertilizers, has created a toxic food source. And now 50% of men, I'm told, and 33% of women will have cancer visit them in their lifetime. Recent information is coming to light on how much of our national drinking water is likewise contaminated just at the early stages of studying that out. Uh, Do your homework, podcast family. It's up to you to be enlightened on what's going on. If you want to know what's really happening in the world, you're going to have to tune off the mainstream news. You're going to have to find your own resources. Uh, Personal message me. I'll give you a list of uh, tremendous uh, news sources that we've been listening to for years and we're always shopping for better. So maybe you have some news sources you can share with me. Do so uh, through the communication established through the podcast network. Or you could uh, just uh, email me, pastorduke at gmail.com, pastorduke at gmail.com. We can communicate deeper on these issues. If you want truth in today's fake news world, you're going to have to dig for it. I see most doctors today caving to the medical tyranny that they are in the midst of. Uh, being forced upon them. Doctors got bonuses for making sure as many of their patients as possible were vaccinated. Did you know about that? The big pharma world is out uh, for their money way more than they are out for you and mine's health concerns. My last doctor's visit in New York uh, about three weeks ago, I was able to bring my A1C down by three-tenths of a point. First time it's really gone down uh, in a long time, but I was, I was excited about it because I've been doing apple cider vinegar and cinnamon, natural ingredients, along with intermittent fasting every day, eating all my food in a six-hour window from noon to 6 p.m., 18 hours fasting every day. It's easy to do, and it's working for me. I told my doctor, and she was totally uh, unaffected by my results. She ignored me because uh, she doesn't get money for me using cider vinegar. She wants me to be on the chemical metformin system of our day and go ahead and let me suffer the side effects of years use of metformin. So sorry I uh, chased a little rabbit there, but uh, those of you who know me well, you've seen me do that before. And so... I would put it this way. God is organic and Satan is chemical. (laughs) Bottom line, big pharma can't make a penny on uh, any natural remedies that that we use. So they uh, and their media and their medical team label us science deniers, domestic terrorists for not uh, being COVID vaccinated. I say, if, if your vaccine works, why am I any threat to you anyway? But Satan has created a matrix of non-critical thinkers. Remember when two plus two used to be four? Remember that? It's their way or the highway. How dare you to uh, challenge us on anything? You're a science denier. They're the good guys and we are the bad guys. I would just remind you, it was unrighteous Cain who killed righteous Abel. It's always been that way, the evil going after the righteous. Nothing has changed. It's just our chapter in this battle uh, between God and Satan, good and evil, the great battle of the universe. Well, one final issue 
um, for today's podcast concerning pestilence. Jesus talked about pestilence. Cancer rates are now soaring like never before, especially in the realm of sudden appearing and aggressive cancers. Myocarditis is soaring off the charts. Sudden death syndrome is now an adult phenomena. U.S. death rates among people 30 to 60 is up 40% according to the actuaries uh, stats in the insurance company. Is all this a Another dink, or has something medically happened to our nation, to our world? My last week in New York, I did a funeral and spoke to two undertakers who have been friends of mine for many years, and they absolutely confirmed what I already knew. They said the world of embalming has been radically changed by the COVID vaccine. They said the blood drained from vaccinated corpses is like nothing they'd ever seen before. When it drains out, it dries very quickly and creates a staining sheen upon all surfaces. It's very hard for them to clean it up. Often they find long stringy clots of blood and strange rubbery white substances being pulled out of the veins of the corpses like nothing their 40 plus years of experience has ever seen before. They are both convinced that it's the vaccines. They interestingly live in a world that forces them to be silent on what they know, lest they lose their license to practice mortuary uh, science. They'll lose their license. They're silenced. That, my friends, is the early signs of totalitarianism. It's already here on so many fronts. Silence the opposition on medical fronts. Silence the uh, mortuary uh, science. Silence uh, the questions concerning education. Silence on election topic. It's banned. Uh, Social medias can't touch it. Biden family crime, throw it under the rug, pretend it never happened, silence uh, them. The use of pronouns, we use the pronouns that we command you or you face jail time now in the state of Michigan. Are you following what's happening in Michigan? This, my friends, is not politics. This is a demonic agenda to silence God's voice of morality, to silence God's voice on sanity and uh, the voice of reason in our culture. The bad guys are now the good guys, and the good guys are now the bad guys, just like Jesus said it would be in the world that he will return to and deliver us from. We should expect to see everything move continuously towards centralization of control, everything towards digital currency and personal IDs. We should expect censorship to be increased and hatred for biblical morality to intensify. Though I hate all that's coming down, I am expecting it. I'm surprised by none of it. I'm ready for it. Politics will not be our fix, but Jesus will Fix it all when he returns. So I hope that gives you some things to think about in reference what to watch for, what what to expect. Oh my goodness, 
things are unfolding just like he said they would. And my the cry of my heart is even so come quickly. The cry of my heart is for my uh, brothers and sisters in Christ to be ready for such an hour as you think not the Son of Man coming. And for those of you that are still seekers trying to connect the dots, give your heart to Christ. Repent from your sin. Call upon him. Ask him to forgive you. Come into your heart. Put your faith and trust personally in him. He's the Savior. Not a political movement. I'm not a candidate. Jesus loves you. Paid the price for your sins on the cross. He shed his blood and he offers to you eternal salvation. But you've got to turn to him. You have to do your part. You have to call on his name. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, say it with me, shall be saved. Hey, thanks for joining me. Uh, see you next time. Lord bless. Please like, share, ask questions, communicate with me. Love you. See you next time. Bye-bye.